Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Tara and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone, Season 1, Episode 6, it's called Escape Clause. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. And as Tara desperately tries to find her Escape Clause from the show, um, I, <laughs> I will ask her, did you enjoy Escape Clause? Yes, I thought this episode was a total blast. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if you want to get into the details first but yeah it's great a really fun episode okay so the episode's about a hypochondriac who is you know he's always got the doctor over he's, he's like check me check my temperature check you know my blood my pressure all that and doctor's like he's fine he's like the healthiest guy i have him he's the healthiest patient i've got and he's like Yo, be, you know to the wife he's like you look a little bit ill, though. Here are some vitamins. You go get yourself some vitamins. Yeah, just handing out prescriptions to anybody, right? <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> even great doctor. He doesn't check it. He doesn't even like check her pulse or anything. He, no. he, he just looks at her and goes, "You could use some vitamins. You're looking a bit rough." You know what those vitamins are? They're like codeine and oxycotton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I think it is? I think he's just like, I feel sorry for you that you have to put up with this asshole, so I'm just going yeah. to give you some medication. So here's some methamphetamine. <laughs> yes. It'll make him bearable. Uh, mm -hmm. So he's, he's awful to his wife. He's an unlikable character, this, this uh, 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 Bedeker, Mr. Bedeker. He's just awful to everyone, and he's like, oh, there's a chill. Shut that window. He's, he's very demanding, and he's left alone, and a figure appears. The devil. He goes by a different name. He goes by... Uh, uh, was it uh, Cadawalder? I'm sure that means something. I'm sure that's got like some sort of biblical like connotation. That... I have no idea. Cadawalder? Cadaw I I couldn't place it at all. Like, it was a confusingly long name. Like just go by Lucifer. It is what it is. But he he's like, oh, I've got I've got a deal to make. I've got a proposition, and you're a man who likes a bargain. Uh, do you know what's funny? I was almost getting like he's almost like the evil version of the character from uh, the second episode, uh, one for the angels. He's like an evil peddler. Yeah, it did have a little bit of a repeat yeah. um, theme going on. But he's like, oh, I noticed saw, it. Yeah, what if you could live forever? What if you could live for 200 years, 300 years, 1,000 years? And he's like, 1,000 years? Oh, do, do go on. He's, he's, <laughs> tell me about it. Tell me about it. And he is like, yeah, I just need to steal one tiny little you know, breadcrumb of something from me. Just, just a little bit of you. It's just, just, just your soul. Nothing big. He's like, my soul? Right. What's the soul? What does that do? Uh, and of course he doesn't tell him he's just like ah you don't need this you, you barely miss it it's fine uh so i mean that, that's actually literally the first because obviously we you know the halfway mark because the the ad break always happens at the ad way mark so mm -hmm. the, the, the ad way mark the halfway mark <laughs> which, Adway mark is right too yeah yeah but you know you get even watching it on the blu-ray i get the you know, it'll go to black then the title screen will come up again for when it came back from the ads so you always know that it's the halfway mark. So the, the the first half of the episode is just the devil in the room talking to him mm -hmm. and convincing him to take this deal, and that's kind of how where we end the first half. And then the second half is time has jumped a little bit, and he's doing basically insurance fraud <laughs> by jumping in front of a trains. little bit. This <laughs> second half escalates so fast. <laughs> it really does. From like making the deal with the devil to testing whether his hands get burned on a radiator to jumping in front of a train it <laughs> i cracked up when he did that it was so out of left field like whoa this is where this episode is going he just walks up, yeah, yeah. Just walks off the platform just dives in front of the train and he gets up and then he's like oh i'm gonna sue you guys and i'm like oh he's 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 he's, he's a fraud he's, he's basically just <laughs> 
he knows he can't get hurt, so he's just because that's the thing. He's invincible. It's not just that he's going to live for a long time. He's invincible. He can't die. Yeah, he's he can't die unless he asks the devil to take his soul. He's he's immortal now. Yeah. So a little bit of credit, not 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 enough credit, I don't think, but a little bit of credit for when he when jumped in front of the train. I thought to myself as the train was you know riding over him, I thought. I bet when he gets up, his clothes are going to be fine, and I was going to be annoyed because, no bullshit, the clothes should be wrecked. Now, to their mm -hmm. credit, when he did get up, they were a little damaged. I don't think it was enough. I think the back of the back of his coat should have been shredded, but <laughs> I'll take it. He should have been dragged into for, like, four stations. Probably. <laughs> unless, unless, well, no, if he's invincible, can he, can he keep a grip on, like something and like not move because it, it, because oh. he's invincible he's actually technically strong enough to do it so would the train like move then instead like treat it as a bump or stall you mean yeah yeah stall Maybe. i don't know i don't know yeah the rules are a bit confusing but yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah it, it's a it's a weirdly fun odd episode and uh kind of loved every second of it <laughs> I, even in the beginning i'm like what is this guy he's he's an asshole to his wife i didn't even realize she was his wife at first i thought it's not his wife and then he just treats her like a servant i'm like maybe she's just like his assistant he only mm -hmm. calls her like her name was ethel um anyway um but she like clearly cared about him and he kept saying that she was trying to kill him for <laughs> insurance money uh he was it was such a bizarre story, such a bizarre episode. Uh, Ethel, but I, I, I loved it, and I loved the the message once we get to there too. Mm. Ethel's such a an old timey name, and obviously yeah, you don't get a lot of Ethels anymore. This is from the end of the fifties, so that makes sense. Um, it's one of those things. Actually, obviously, I talk, I talk a lot about comic book characters. Is you realize that a lot of the characters, like Barbara and and Richard, and all these names are really old school. I'm like, that's because they're all sixty to eighty years old. They, they, they were all created in the thirties, forties, and fifties. <laughs> that's why they all yeah. sound old. <laughs> that's why they all sound like they're from World War Two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's doing this, and he's we see that he's got multiple insurance because the, the insurance guy as he's leaving like runs into a second insurance guy, and he knows him from the office. He's like, oh, hey, Bob. <laughs> he's like, yeah, what are you for? Oh, I was train accident. Oh, bus accident. Like, yeah, he kind of goes through a list of things, like different ways that he's been trying to kill himself um, at that scene too, you know, and he can't get a thrill out of it anymore. I, like I, he's, he's just thrill-seeking. This is, this is where I have my one critique of the episode, my one real critique, is that okay. I do feel that I like this idea that he eventually like thinks life is boring because he can't die, there's no risk, right? That's, the, that's kind of the point of the episode. I do kind of wish it took more time for him to get there. I feel like he's already there after the ad break. Is 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 if yeah. like, you know, we don't no... know how much time that has passed, but it doesn't seem like it's been very long. It seems well, like it's been fifteen minutes. Maybe. I feel like because I feel like the story's him him learning that, but I feel like he's already learned that after the ad break, and it's like okay, well, where was the arc? Where was the? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, that short black mirror episode with the doctor who can feel pain like the pain of his patients i think it was part of the black christmas is that right no not black christmas but you know he's got the contraption on his head so he can oh, sure, feel yeah. the pain from other from his patients and stuff but because he's constantly feeling pain he needs to feel more and more pain this is 
kind of like that where he's just thrill seeking because he can't feel it anymore. And, you know, it's a good reflection from being a hypochondriac where he was always afraid of living because he might die to dying in order to feel like life was worth living. It's kind of a neat contrast. Do you know what this is? This is someone being too scared to play Dark Souls and then they get offered Dark Souls with invincibility and it's boring because there's no challenge. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> I will never play a From Software game, so I will never know that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I have, I have, I have dabbled, and I want to love them. I think they're really well made games. I don't know if I have the patience to to actually no. get through them. No. Well, I did. I tried Demon Souls many years ago when I got a PlayStation Three, and uh, never again. I could get I, past I, like the first skeleton kept killing me like every time. Like this yeah. is bullshit. This isn't a game. This isn't even fun. Like. Why do they make a game that you can't win? It's stupid. <laughs> You're upsetting so many people right now. <laughs> you spoke too fast for me to make an age joke. I was going to dive in there. I was going to say something witty. It was going to be great. Mm -hmm. I didn't play D Demon Souls on my Atari system now. No, no, I was going to say you got a PS3 in your 30s. <laughs> uh, that might not be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? You got a PSC late. See, my joke was is that you were already thirty when the PSD came out, but that that's fine. That's fine. We can. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Good yeah. one. Got one in. Good job. <laughs> you can tell Tara's getting comfortable on the show because now she's giving me sass. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, so he uh, basically keeps trying to kill himself, and he goes up to the roof, and the wave goes up to try and stop him because his new plan is to jump off the roof. And in trying to stop him, she falls off the roof herself and falls to her death. And he doesn't even care, which is, I guess, is maybe where the, the lack of a soul comes in. It's like he doesn't care mm -hmm. about anything, which is very similar to the rules on the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. When a vampire is created and they lose their soul, that's why they can feed on people because they don't, they don't have remorse, they don't have guilt, they don't have all these things. Uh, that, was a, that was a natural reference. Don't shake your head at me. That was natural. Firefly. Be nice. Be nice. Uh, so, he uh, calls the police and in, in a very ma matter-of-fact way says, uh, there's no, no, nothing, no danger. I killed my wife. Yes, I'll stay here. I'll wait for you. <laughs> and he's been, he wants to go to the electric chair. He wants the thrill of the electric chair. Unfortunately for him, his lawyer is good enough to talk them down to life in prison and with no opportunity of parole. Um, so, <laughs> he's in prison for life. Um, which for him is eternity. Which for him yeah. is eternity. Um, admittedly though, correct me if I'm wrong here, maybe this wasn't always the case, but a life sentence isn't literally forever, right? Like a life sentence is a defined no. amount of time. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's always been that way. But it is kind of great for the story that he yes. would be in prison for the rest of his life, which would mean ever. Yes. eternity. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he calls the devil, or the devil just appears actually, and he's like, hey... Do you want your escape clause now? Do you want me to be the one to kill it? Because that's what the escape clause is. The titular escape clause is that the devil is the one person who can show up and kill him if he wants to end it. Uh, mm -hmm. So and he says specifically that it would be painless and quick. Yeah, uh, but but then, as a man who's afraid of dying, like he was, he thought that he would never use it. Like what idiot would ever choose to die when you can live forever? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I would think well if i'm a, if i'm invincible i can probably escape from prison <laughs> with a bit of <laughs> with a bit of effort yeah i bet deadpool can do it like by chewing off an arm or something and yeah, squeezing yeah. through the, the rails yeah for sure 
And that's the life of a fugitive. But eventually they'll stop looking for him because eventually they'll all just assume he's dead. would be a thrill. Yeah. You know? But yeah, but let's say 50 years past, no one's going to be looking for someone who looks like him anymore because he's, you know, he's mm-hmm. gotten older. He's dead. Yeah. I would assume that anyway. But yeah, so... Why not live eternity in Cabo or Hawaii? <laughs> Tahiti. Yeah. Or You can't die, just swim. <laughs> swim to Hawaii. That's a good point, yeah. He doesn't even have to worry. He can, he can literally just rest and just not care about drowning for a while when he gets tired. Does he even mm-hmm. get tired? Is, is that part of being invincible? I don't know. The rules are unclear. Does he have to eat? Does he have to drink? Does he have to sleep? so many unanswered questions. I hope they make a sequel. Do you, do you, actually, do you know the one thing that occurred to me as I was watching this, um, after the train scene, when, when I realised he was just basically using it to, to, to defraud people, is I thought, mm-hmm. if this was made now, someone would at least pose the question of, shouldn't you become a superhero? But that wasn't in the, the mindset in the 50s, right? That wasn't the... You think it would be, though, because, uh, I mean, superheroes were kind of a 50s thing, weren't they? I mean, you know, they After existed... the atomic age and... I mean, they existed in comics, and the, I mean, the, the Superman TV show would have been on by this point. But like, I feel like now, though, like if you become, if you get a, a power of any kind, the first question is, are you going to be a superhero? <laughs> That's just how we think about it now. Yeah. Well, he was clearly a super villain. <laughs> I don't know if I'd use the word super. He was a <laughs> shitty villain. <laughs> yeah. He was on the level of Condiment King, right? I don't know my super villains. <laughs> <laughs> no, Condiment King. Now you got one. That's a good obscure super villain to pop up. Again, the word super might be not apt. but Okay. Calendar Man? There you, you go. Level Calendar, Calendar Man. Man. Okay. Calendar Man, yeah. Calendar Man's a fun one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the episode. I, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it mainly because of the performances of uh, mm-hmm. obviously the main character, uh, uh, Bedeker, but uh, the devil as well. Both, both of those guys did a really good job of giving yeah. it charisma. Even though he wasn't likable, he was entertaining to watch because he was such a Oh dickhead. my god, he was so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. and I liked watching his downfall. Um, I liked the contrast of his wife, who was a great actress also, who just constantly worried. She did look like she was, you know, very tired from taking care of him all the time. And, you know, when she thought that he was going to jump off the roof just for the thrill of it, like, she was legitimately scared for him and it was... It was a very effective scene and then when she just you know falls off and he feels nothing it's like oh you you really feel nothing because i felt something for her i almost it wanted the curb enthusiasm you to start playing there and then just credits roll <laughs> i mean that should be a lesson right there for, yeah that would have worked <laughs> he's a little larry davidy a little bit Little bit. I can see I can see like I can picture Larry David in, in a bed complaining that he's sick when he's not and like just demanding yeah. Cheryl like get him things. <laughs> yeah. Accusing her of leaving the window open on purpose so that he'd be cold yeah. and miserable. <laughs> yeah. I can see him saying that and he's like, You just want my Seinfeld money. That's all you want. <laughs> you want my Seinfeld money. <laughs> Did you have to read um Dr. Faustus in school? Because it kinda reminded me of that. No. Nah. No, it's like a play from the Renaissance. <laughs> it's good. It's it's about a guy who who's like a a scientist and he's trying he basically like masters all knowledge on earth so he contacts demons and the devil in order to uh, earn like their knowledge also cuz he's already learned everything he can. And it's not eternal life. It's like 
the devil grants him the knowledge of the devil basically in but it's only for a period of 24 years and then if uh he takes it because it's his hubris he thinks that he's 24 years with the knowledge of the devil surely he can find a way to get out of the contract in time but he just ends up like wasting his his power to do like stupid pranks and forgets by the time it's 24 years later that he was supposed to find a way out of the clause <laughs> and uh yeah I'll, i won't tell you how it ends but it's not it's not a good ending for him <laughs> but it's it's very similar it just kind of reminded me of that yeah I, I i guess this one unlike some of the others where they feel really original for the time this one feels a bit more like a classic story right you make a deal mm -hmm. with the devil and there's kind of a trick almost where there's always yeah and of course you're never going to get the good end of the deal the, the, the trick here is quite simple it's just that yeah it's too good to be true like immortal life sounds great but without a soul what's the point like immortal life with a soul sure maybe that maybe that's mm -hmm. just fine but yeah and to take risks you know take don't risks. just just because you can get hurt doesn't mean you should stay in bed and not take any risk yeah you, you could literally be hit by a car any day now it's true so you just soak it up and you go into the big bye world and just you know look <laughs> look both ways <laughs> before you cross the road and just look both ways but enjoy your life but yeah. enjoy your life yes uh pretty good yeah. episode i thought pretty fun it's a fun episode. I, I think it's. I don't think it's one that I'll remember for the good plot necessarily, but it was a fun one because of the performances. I think. And it's been so. It's so left field from all the other ones we've had so far. Like this is the most ridiculous one. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but no, fun, fun stuff. Uh, and then obviously Rod Selling comes on at the end and tells us about the next one, uh, which. He, he sort of introduces, oh, this actress is next to me, is a main part of the story, and then the camera pulls out, and it's a mannequin. Which, by the way, that's now the second time I've had a mannequin in the show, <laughs> yeah. who's been presumed to be human. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're reusing <laughs> props, they're, they're, they're saving money. Uh, but the next one, if I look at the title, it's called The Lonely. Oh, The Lonely, and there's a mannequin. I wonder what sort of romance we're going to be dealing with. Uh, I could Ooh. be wrong. <laughs> a convict living alone on an asteroid... Oh yeah, I forgot, he said it was on an asteroid. That's, that's actually quite interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a convict living alone on an asteroid receives from the police a realistic woman robot. This could be interesting. Especially with, with uh... Like, I wonder if this one's dated badly. <laughs> I don't know. I actually, I remember watching this one. Really? I remember that description. But I, I don't remember anything of... I don't think I don't remember anything important from the episode, but I do remember the description now that you say it out loud. So I don't remember it from Rod Sterling's description, but that one rings a bell. I'm excited. I, 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 I see this one being fun, either for good reasons or for bad reasons. Well, we're going to we're going off Earth. That'll be fun. Yeah, this is the, yeah, this is the first time I've left Earth. Mm -hmm. Sure, the first time was, was about leaving Earth, but they never quite made it yet. It was all just a test run. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a test run. Uh, there you go. So that's been episode six of of the Twilight Zone. This is the classic Twilight Zone, of course. I should have said that at the start, because uh, of course me and Connor are over uh, doing the the new episodes of the new twenty nineteen Twilight Zone with John Peel. Uh, first one, first couple already be up actually by the time you you see this episode. So go check out uh, check out that. Uh, but you can of course let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. You can like and you can subscribe and you can. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm going to do next time just to scare the shit out of Tara? Mm. I'm going to let you do the plugs. <laughs> you had me do that last week. Oh, the plugs! I had you do the. Uh... 
I made all the plugs. I made you do the Patreon and all that. Go on, tell me about the Patreon. Oh. Okay, yeah, you can uh, sign up for Patreon, little as a dollar per month, and you get special bonus episodes of things like Scream after, Screams After Midnight, and that. you get a bunch of stuff a week early, including the Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. And uh, if you want to watch more content from Miles Fuzz TV, you can check out the other videos. My favorite <laughs> is the Star Trek reviews. They're reviewing the classic episodes. There's a whole back catalog. But you can also watch the current ones, which are for season one of Star Trek Next Generation. And I highly recommend as a Star Trek fan. That was <laughs> that was pretty good. There's just one there's just one fairly notable flaw in all that. Oh. You never said the address for the Patreon. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is. Oh, my, is it Mild Fuzz TV? Yeah, patreon.com slash Mild Fuzz TV. It's really easy. Okay. Really easy. Right. Uh, it, was, it was also on the screen when you were doing it. <laughs> oh, I only look at myself. <laughs> <laughs> is it not more this shouldn't be any news to anybody. I'm is just it, watching me the whole time. Is it not customary to look at the other person when you're talking to them? <laughs> I mean, not when you look as good as me. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching, guys. Keep watching TV in the Twilight Zone.